Yo, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Without Further Ado 410. Now, some of you might know me, you might not know me at all. My name is Kaid, um, you know, a.k.a. Corey, a.k.a. The Shoulder Shrugger, a.k.a. I really don't care, man. <laughs> a.k.a. Born in 1983 on Instagram. Follow me, I will follow back. Here with my main man, my nigga, if he don't get no bigger. Actually, I have been getting bigger lately. I'll be working on that. <laughs> but, um, Walt, a.k.a. The Black Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> a.k.a. The Pringle Killer, a.k.a. Always Bet on Black. <laughs> we got my man here today, man. We got a special guest. Uh... Special guest, man. Yeah, Rashad Bowtie Mills, man. I'm just here. I'm actually happy to be here just to talk about whatever's going on in the world, just to kick it, have a little bit of fun, man. I appreciate you for coming down, my man. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem, no problem. Now, tell people where you're from, starting off, you know. I'm originally born here, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, lived here my entire life. Actually, I had two stretches where I actually lived, um, one in Camden, New Jersey, okay. um, Philadelphia, and then I actually lived in Oregon, of all places in the world. So I lived in Oregon for about two years. Um, I was a sports broadcaster from 2006 to 2008. So That's how you was, ended up in Oregon? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was nice to get out of uh, Baltimore, but it's, it's different, man. Right. It's, it's different. Um, Oregon, you definitely get a lot of triple takes. You oh, walk okay. into a market, it's like, oh, black guy. That's what nah. I was about to say. I was yeah, about to so say it. Like, is it no, niggas in Oregon? No. It's, it's, a, it's a completely different vibe, man. It's a population, probably about 100,000 people, uh-huh. and it was about 50 black people. And oddly Is enough, it 50? It was about 50 black people, <laughs> 100 on a good day, right? right? And oddly enough, man, where I actually lived at, above my apartment, uh-huh. it was a dude from Morgan State. Oh, okay. And he actually I... knew my cousin, so the world is small, but it's, it's, it's interesting being outside of your element, man. It's, right, it's, right. It's interesting. Now, so you're like an advocate or... Uh, Advocates the way I want you, but you do like speeches and shit like that. Like you kind of like a speaking, yeah, yeah. You do speaking, and I watched one of your videos. Um, I don't know if it was in front of a classroom or something. Um, what was the shit? Did I send it to you? Yes. What was what was the video? Yeah, because you say I don't, I don't remember which shit. one. I seen um a few. You could tell them more about. Man, yeah, pretty much about what you do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, right now by day, I'm a therapist at our department, our Baltimore City Juvenile Justice Center, right? Okay. But I tell the, even the kids that I work with, even though I'm a licensed mental health therapist, uh-huh. that's not who I am, right? God sent me there to really encourage these kids, to really plant seeds in their mind, and hopefully they grow. So, and I guess you could say in my spare time, I'm a motivational speaker. So, right. um, man, if I have an opportunity to speak to a three-month-old baby, right. I'm, you know, I'm bringing right. it, man, messages of positivity, hope, and really love, man. Because if you take a look at the world in which we live in, mm-hmm. you don't even have to think about, like, Dallas, like, Baton Rouge, uh, Minnesota. You could open up your window and look right here in Baltimore, Maryland, man. And people in this world are sick. Yeah. And when I say sick, man, we need a lot of healing. So every opportunity I get to speak... Um, to people, especially our young black brothers, man. Right. I'm, I'm on it, man. Right, I'm, right. I'm on it, so I'm really. That's my central focus, man. Right, right. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. So, <laughs> Rashad Bowtie, what's the bowtie about? What is the bowtie? Man, let me let me tell you. <laughs> a, a buddy of mine, um, he's a real estate investor. So okay. I bumped into him one day. And he got me into real estate investing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many real estate investments. If you guys drive around town, you see the I buy houses, we buy yeah, houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Middlemen. That's what they are in essence. Right. So mm-hmm. assignment. Right. Basically, you're mm-hmm. signing a contract for a relatively large fee. So when I got into it, I said, how could I separate myself from everybody else in the game? And I just, I wear bow ties naturally. And my buddy said, you Rashad Bowtie Mills. And I said, there it is. There's something to just yeah, stuck with so you. Yeah, so I just took it, man, and, and ran with it. So everything that I do... Um, 
Mostly I, clip ons or no 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 I don't know how to do it. No, this grown man, baby. No, I can't. I don't know how to tie a bow tie. I can't do clip ons. No idea how to tie. I'm Muslim and I don't know how to tie a bow tie. No, I mean I got I got to tie, and it's something about actually standing in the mirror and tying. It don't have to be straight, and I don't even wear my joints to match, man. I just whatever I feel, I just throw it on, and we kind of roll with it, but. That was my way to separate myself from everybody else. So it just took it, it took his name and just ran with it. So okay, that's what's up. That's good because I think people are having a lot of problems with you uniqueness nowadays, and we right. talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how I want to go with this one today. I don't know if we <laughs> should. I feel like we should just dive right into it, or I wanted to start off with more of the light stuff before. Like you said, you're a sportscaster. Ex yeah, so with Durant. Maybe we should just dive Wayne in and then. But before and, and we even get to that, light, I do want to say rest in peace to my grandmother who passed on Friday. Okay. Sorry to hear that. And um, you know, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to take the time to say that because she had seventeen children and many grandchildren. Right. Um, influenced a lot of people, and it's with me. I do like this thing for me when any, whenever something makes me sad or angry or, or going to, I got like I do like this common thing. Like, I calm myself, and then I think about it logically. Right. So logically, you think everyone dies, so you kind of right. should expect it, right? Right. But it's like, it wasn't logically working for me. Like, you don't ex- some some people, you just don't expect them to go at that moment, or maybe even mm-hmm. at all, because it's such, so important to so many people. But I just want to get that out of the way. Rest right. in peace to Alice Smith, and everybody, I know y'all feeling it. But go ahead, right, dive right rest, into it, man. Rest in peace. You know, but, um, <laughs> my shit. man of conspiracy thirst. Everything anything light in the world right now? Everything right. is, is yeah, nothing light heavy right, right now. now. Right, yeah. But um, this Alton Sterling thing, man, I sent you, you know, I tell you my thoughts on it. Um, I sent him the video just to say. The Sandy Point one? The mm-hmm. Sandy Point, yeah, I sent him that. I sent him the YouTube thing. But just to say the that Dallas how. The Dallas one, I sent mm-hmm. it back today, yeah. And just to say how that. They, they, the powers that be, they control the world. Like for me, and this is just my thoughts. That you know, the views of me are not necessarily the views of Walter. Without further ado, for now, but the views of me, <laughs> <laughs> the views of me, get me snatched out of my crib, <laughs> <laughs> ski mask tonight. Right, but just the views of me. And when I say it, um, it's just, just my POV, man. My point of view. I'm not right. I'm not wrong. It's just what I think. I do believe in. Like conspiracy theories, like I believe in the Illuminati, and when people say they run the world, not as far as the Illuminati and the devil worship part, but just as far as they run the world, not just the United States, they run the world. So for this uh, Alton Sterling thing, I looked at the video. Like a lot of the people watch the video, and I've had conversations with different people of them who watch the video, and they just watch it like, oh, another cop killing the video. But when I look at that video, I watched it at least, well, I've looked at it at least a a hundred times. Maybe twenty to be realistic, but I've looked at it at least a hundred times. That's like eighty percent less than what you said before. <laughs> right, but well, not as cool. But I watched it probably more than the average person. Now I'm looking at this video. Like that video to me just looks like a scene from a movie script. Like from the cop shooting the guy to when he's on the ground to his reaction when he's like he's just laying there with the gun. And he's like fuck, and then he's like oh, I need backup. This that. And it's like that shit looks fake. And I say the reason that they're doing this is. To remind black people or to remind people, period, that we run this shit. You guys are the oppressed. We are the oppressors. And don't forget it. And don't forget it in that sense. So we give you that instance. 
Because cops are really killing me. I'm not saying that cops are not killing niggas. They really are. In my opinion, cops are killing niggas. And then they give you this other video with the dude in the car and his girl, and she just another crisis actor. Oh my god! I, you think I, she's acting? Yes, that whole. And you situation. think Alton Sterling's family is? I'm gonna let you go, but yeah, hold on. yeah. yeah. So right. <laughs> hold on, yeah. I, I want you to, but with that, it's like she's acting too. Like you have two kids. You think if you got shot in the car, they just gonna be sitting there like, "Mommy, I'm here with you. It's gonna be okay." Or they gonna be frantic like, "What? They gonna be just even they're not saying anything. They're crying just from the lap." My son and daughter scared of fireworks. We just had, what was the uh, Mine's thing? too. But so to hear a gun shooting into a car, they're just going to be sitting there, mommy, it's okay. I, I can't tell you how they would react because my son is three and scared of fireworks, but I just seen another kid that was three and was like twiddling his freaking thumbs. Nah, so you can't man. really say how their I'm child not, would react to a just situation. Just for that, I'm not buying it. But right, I mean, the only thing I am buying is, the, like you said, the flash of the gun, we didn't see it, we didn't and the blood, the way it spewed, it didn't splatter. So that's the only thing I'm like. So that's for that. For other, the, other than that, I'm like, but you like, just got killed on HDTV. Like, but you're like his family, basically. <laughs> but, then you, but then you're like, yo, his family is up there crying. So I sent y'all the Sandy Hook thing because that was the I father yeah. was the father of the six year old daughter who's up there crying, acting like he's this. But we both saw him come out. Is that my phone or you? That's yours this time. I have my phone ring. I put it on. Anyway, but um. I sent y'all that to see of the families, of how the families could be either in on it or they're not even really family. They could be an agent. She could be anybody that we saw. That whole family could be fake. So for that guy to come out and he's laughing, he's going like, all right, guys, we about to do this. He's getting himself into character. And then he's like, oh, my family. I was one of the guys at the Sandy Hook and my daughter was this, that, and the third. So it's just like, and I'm saying that they did that. And this situation with the Alton Sterling and the other guy, all the the thing, the connecting link to all three of these situations is people having their own right to bear arms, which they want to take away. So he he was licensed to carry. I see that the guy um, Alton he had a gun, whether he was licensed or not. And then this Sandy Hook shooting. So the so the ground the ground thing you're trying to reach is why? If let's just let's just assume you're right. All this stuff is fake, put together a hoax. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing it? I don't know. I'm going to get to it, but I'm going to defer for a second. Yeah. You know, that would be the central question, because when we talked before we came on the air, it's that question of why. Like, why would the government go through this entire <laughs> process? I mean, this is a That's huge process. Yeah. But, again, we got to think, man. And again, we talked about this on air. This is the same government that allows guns and drugs to come into our very own community. Exactly. So why wouldn't they do this on a just even a, a, a grander scale? scale, right. They're doing this on the grandest scale. Now, I'm going to be honest. When you initially sent me the, the Sandy Hook link, uh-huh. I said, maybe you sent that in error. I said, maybe it was sent in error because there's no way, you know, it was no way, no way that's possible. Right. But I began to read and read, read the question. Yeah, that's read, what I started believing because yeah. there was so much discovered on it. Right. And it just, it just didn't make sense. Some what? of the things just didn't add up. And again, man, even go back to 9-11. A lot of things in 9-11 Don't didn't make add sense. up. And that's the same thing I said. And see, the only thing that has me so skeptic about it is like, how did... We can't even get niggas to come together to hoop. <laughs> we can't even get eight niggas together like, yo, we're going to hoop. No, nah, nigga, I want to start. Nah, 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 nah. You feel me? How did they get that many people to be in on it without one person telling, without and some fact being saying, discovered? But just, money. Right, money. Like, because it just... What, what without the money being discovered. What, we, but just even yesterday, Saturday, I was in the barbershop yesterday. And then, because when I brought this up... You stay in the barbershop. 
I don't. I go every weekend. But I brought it up in the barbershop, and the nigga said, yo, I was thinking the same thing. And then my man who cut my head, shout out to JB, he was like, yo, but what about the family? What they had to be in on? He like, yo, they could be agents. What does it take for them to take one person to say, yo, I'll pay you 100000 a year. You about to go live in the Caymans. I need you to do this job. If they came to me. And say, hey, we're going to pay you 200000 a year. Play it for you. Play it for you. You're going to get out of here. I'm like, shit, man, I'm trying to travel anyway. I get the fuck out of here. I'm out of here. Y'all never see from me again. That's the end of the podcast. You got a new host. I delete my phone. <laughs> I'm going, yo. Outta I might here. send you a check from an anonymous anything like, hey. And then and then I'm going to run and be like, Sky, I knew he was in it. That shit was fake. Why have we heard anything like niggas saying the Dallas shooting was fake? Set up, but did you watch the video? I, I sent it yeah, to you. I did you watch the video? video. I, yeah, I seen some other stuff on that too. Like, it makes you think, but it's like the question we we lay here is why? Like, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to provoke you? Are they trying to do what you said? They're trying to do it to all. just let they you want, know that they they, they big king dingling. Are they trying to provoke a group, minorities, blacks, whatever, whoever the group is, to act some way? All of it. I and I the Dallas thing definitely had me. Because it was almost immediate. Like, oh, we're about to start this. Oh, look, black people are shooting police now. Yeah. We, we need to take their guns. You feel me? So if, if that's what they're getting to, then it, it might be working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, in that direction. You mean, it's just a why? tricky, like, a why tricky, are they doing it's a tricky it? thing. I, I, try to think of I mean, it's definitely why. working in some form of fashion because you got to understand, number one, we're talking about it. Right. So, you know, when that's these one. things take place, it creates this frenzy. Yep. And, man, literally people were like, Hung over from social media, just yep. watching it, and then when they got you like involved in it, they got you. They got now you. Now you you sucked up in it, yep. like you were sucked into this this frenzy that yep. they created. Now the Sandy Hook, I think that was totally totally fake. After watching the, the yeah. link that you sent and then, me, you watch the link and then you reading the shit it's like yeah. Now the shootings this week, I don't I don't think they're fake, but I think is I mean to use your term, man, they let you know that they king dangling, man. Right, like that they are continually going to show that they have carte blanche to do anything that they want. And as far as police, man, I heard the term this week, and I thought it was great. Domestic terrorists. Mm. Domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists. That was the way yeah. that somebody like in your described. Own home. Right. Yeah. And, and think about it, man. When you get pulled over, like we talked about before we even came on the air, when you get pulled over, now it's like, yo, I'm nervous, man. Right. And everything in my car is straight. <laughs> right. <laughs> straight. And I'm nervous because right. I know, you know, you blink the wrong way, then you on the ground. Yeah, and you on the ground is hashtag. Yeah, justice for Rashad Mills and shit. Yeah, and <laughs> bow tie matters. Right, go out and buy right. bow ties. Matters. Everybody's bow ties. That's and that's exactly how it would be. You know, right. the thing that I noticed a lot of shout outs to Casey, not just white people, but like <laughs> people in general will say is that well, if you don't resist, it won't happen. Right, and I find that being arrested. Several times. <laughs> that, that is absolutely not true. Not true. You know, and if, you know, even if you are calm, like if you're getting, yeah, you know, right, ruffled right, up but, a little bit, yeah. and you still, because I, I do that common thing, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they still try to provoke you to act. So I'm to like, act, right. Because it's kind of oh, like, it's, it's kind of like, give us a reason. Right. So somebody yeah. with a lesser, um, Temper, temperament or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. would definitely react, and that's and boom, that's it. That's enough. And that's right all there. we needed was the shoot. But then, but then, Freddie Gray, that's a good it? incident of a case where did he really resist? Yeah, so we he don't was really thrown really around know. like a rag, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure he ran. Or yeah, he ran. That's so that's resisting. Yeah, yeah, that's resisting. But for the Freddie Gray thing, they just was like everybody knows cops. They fuck niggas up. I think <laughs> in the Freddie Gray case, it just got to a point where they was like, oh shit, we overdid it. Yeah, like fuck, we mm -hmm. went too far, y'all. Like shit, what are we gonna do? 
fuck, are we just going to say, you know what I mean? And they came up with whatever they came up with because nobody was. And once they got to that situation, like we were just saying, they were just like, all right, well, we're going to pay the family. Mm-hmm. These niggas are going to get off. We're going to give them some time off, paid. You know, they're going to go on vacation. Leave. Yeah, administrative leave, and they're going to come back. And then I want to come back to the why, but I want to ask the question first. What's the question? Like, um, why do niggas feel? Why does when you ask somebody that, uh-huh. I want to ask you, when when you when you see police killing people, brutality, why does somebody always feel the need to bring up? But niggas kill niggas every day. Yeah. Why, like I understand why they bring it up, but like it's too it's it's not it's mutually exclusive. It's it's two separate things. It's kind yeah, of it's not the same animal. <laughs> but a lot of that blacks are killing blacks. That doesn't stem from us. Like when you hear a police officer, a white police officer killing a black dude. And then in turn you hear, well, blacks are killing blacks. Y'all are doing it every day. In Baltimore, it was 344 murders last year. That conversation doesn't stem from us. It doesn't originate from us. You know what that does? That originates from people outside of the African-American race. Right. They say that to us is, why are you guys concerned that police are killing y'all? When y'all killing y'all. When y'all, y'all killing y'all yourself every day. That's, that's sort of the 52 fake out. True. We don't never bring that up because unfortunately. It's like a deflection. Right, because you know what? Unfortunately, we are accustomed to it. We are accustomed to it. And then to me. On a on a much smaller scale, that drives me crazy, man. That we that, are accustomed. Oh my god, we are accustomed to it. And unless right. it's your son, yeah, um, your yeah, homeboy, family, man, right? right? Uh-huh. Your younger brother, something of that nature. Nobody. All really right, some, all right. My, my man got killed last night over West Baltimore. That's 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 what it is. Right. I mean, like, and I, I this is just something different. Like the rapper Scooter, when he mm. got murdered, my man shouldn't have got murdered. I, you know, as a Christian, I believe nobody can take a life except God. But we in an uproar because he was a rapper. Well, should we be in an uproar because he was a 23-year-old man that got murdered leaving a, a charity basketball game to promote peace? If he right. wasn't a rapper, would it have been an uproar? No. That's that's the things that about blacks that drive me crazy. And I know I took it to a you know right. a no, new it's level. Cool, hey, it's cool, I know man. that was a pick and roll, and I just I ain't even roll with it. But <laughs> it's that, a pick and pop. You yeah, pick, you pop. man, that drives me crazy. I mean, right. I really boils my blood. If he wasn't a rapper. Would we have been in arms? No not, way. Not at all. No, not at no all. No way. It wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, that, that conversation about blacks killing blacks, that doesn't originate from us because we are accustomed to it. And it's unfortunate. But I just don't think it's the same conversation at all. That's completely like, different. That's like being at a cancer rally and then somebody come in and say, we, we were protesting with cancer and somebody come in and say, what about lupus? Yeah. Hey, we're not talking about lupus right now. <laughs> we're going to get to lupus. We're going to find the cure for that. But right now we're talking about the cure for cancer. Can we let? Can we just have this for a second? Just like the thing you sent when they said, uh, people always say, Black Lives Matter, and then somebody come in and say, all lives matter. They say, that's true, but let's just say we have a house. I have a house. And they say, all houses matter. It's like, that's true. All houses matter. But if my house is on fire, let's take care of this one first before <laughs> right. we go on to the next one. Precedent. All houses do matter, but uh, mine is on fire right now. Can we take care of this before we move on to the next situation? That, that, oh, man, that boils my blood when somebody says that. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yo, like. Like, niggas are killing niggas. We know this. And okay. That's, that's and a it, great and, way and to it, avoid the issue, though. Exactly. Right. And, and niggas aren't here to protect and serve. That, so, if, right. if the people who are here to protect and serve you are killing you, then who's protecting and serving you? Like, we shouldn't be in fear Nobody. when we get pulled. We shouldn't be in fear when we get pulled over like that, mm-hmm. especially a law-abiding citizen. Exactly. You feel me? It's if that, you're a, a civilian and you get pulled over, shit, I'm like, oh, shit, am I, am I going to die after this? Mm-hmm. We was talking about, like I said, in the barbershop, niggas was talking about, like, it shouldn't be like that. Like, you get to a point where it's like, 
if you're in a dark road, like uh, we were saying, coming from like Columbia, and, and you go in the yep. back and them black, and it's dark. Like niggas, like yo, I'm not stopping back there. I've I been then pulled into somewhere the gas station, start beeping the horn, like hell, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> hell, seriously, <laughs> they get to screaming out there. That's what's in the rest though. Well, if you just <laughs> if you keep going, right? It so is. now they have probable cause, right? Right. To but that's you. the case. But it's like, yo, I, I was just trying to be safe. It's like, yo, I don't want to get killed. Niggas say, like, I've been in, through my license and everything on the ground. Like, it was right there. I don't want to reach for nothing. My hands is out the window. So it just seemed like it, it. Like you say, it shouldn't be like that. Y'all here to protect and serve the law. It still applies to y'all. Like y'all, y'all are the law. You know, quote unquote. But the law, the laws apply to you as well. Just because you're a cop don't mean that you get and you walk around with a gun freely, this, that, and the third, don't mean that that should be your first weapon to go to. Right. They got you batons. Got they got tasers. Why is the first weapon to go to? I'm grabbing a gun a and, yeah. hey, stop. And just shooting. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try to tase them first or anything? And then back to what you say about people. Uh, why do people always say, well, if they didn't resist arrest? Niggas is fan for their life. Like, yo, I'm resisting because I don't know what's about to happen to I'm me. I'm going to get choked out. Right? <laughs> I'm going to get choked out, beat to death. Like, yo, we, what did they say? Well, fucking Dave Chappelle. He said, we saw a video where a nigga was beat on tape. We're talking about the Rodney King thing. He said, where a nigga was beat on tape and no cops acquitted. Like, come on. And that's, and that's what I think the difference is. You know what I'm saying? When they talk about police lives and, and regular people's lives, if, if, I'm, if I kill you on High definition television <laughs> for the world to see. You're going There's to no jail. way that I'm not going to get life or better. I don't know what's better. Right. <laughs> yeah, or gonna, worse. They're going to bury you out here. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's the main difference here. That's that's what we're talking about when we're saying justice. Like, niggas is killing niggas are going to jail. <laughs> Same thing I said. That one, the ones that get caught. Yeah, the ones you know? that get caught. But... And if you're living in the streets, if you're living that way, it's kind of like, I'm not saying your life isn't less, but yeah, you kind of... Expected more. You kind of signed up for it. It's like, exactly. all right, I'm going up. to do a street. I'm a street guy. I'm selling drugs. I'm out here, you know what I'm saying? Fighting niggas. I'm shooting niggas. If I get killed, this is what I signed up for. Because I, <laughs> I was being a, I'm being a street dude. So if I get killed in the streets doing some street shit, it, I, it sounds fucked up to say, but it's like, yo, you signed up for that. Just like being a cop getting killed in the line of duty. You signed up for that. Right, but if you get pulled over, you ain't signing up to get yeah, wet. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so, that's the difference to me. Right. To me. So what do you think a, like, a solution could be? Because we had this conversation last week just as far as for kids coming up to try to... That's a hell of a question. Um, in terms of how they should react when or, they interact with police? With police or just living life? Because like, we were talking about like on the last episode. How to just, like, grow from this and, yeah. so it won't even be like this type of thing. Oh. Wow, that's a heck of a question. In terms of interacting with police, I mean, it's, it sounds corny and it sounds fake, but, I mean, you just really have to not give them any inkling right. that you are the aggressor, you up to something. And I know these guys didn't either. They just were, I mean, basically, these, these guys were executed this past week, if you ask me. But um, that's what I tell my kids. The kids that I work with, I say, man, when y'all leave this facility, you have to interact with police. You have to be like so calm and so so docile. You can't show them that that's your level of aggression is at zero, right? Because if they see it at all from you, then they're gonna take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to be like really. Unfortunately, you just have to be really weak, weak and passive when you interact with police. I mean, you really do. So then, so, so the so the Willie Lynch comes back again. They just yeah, in, I mean, every, in every aspect they just gonna weaken you. I saw right, yeah, exactly, and it, that's it what has, they want. Unfortunately, it has like even right now. When we leave here, if I get pulled over, I'm going to be weak. 
I'm not even going to be the same guy I was when, before I got in my car if I have to interact with police because, right. again, anything that they could take and say, well, this, this guy was aggressive. He reached for this or mm-hmm. his his mannerisms led me to believe he had yeah. something. Man, you could be down Central Book and the worst, you could be in the morgue. Right. So, I mean, it's... Cause I saw a meme that was like, uh, <laughs> did you see the shit when it was it was like the Black Panthers on the steps? They would say we went from this to this, and there was a bunch of people with their hands up. It's like, it's kind of like people like how you say it's like people should. I don't know if they should be weak or if we. You know what I'm saying? It's Gradually just like, demasculating. Yeah, it's kind of like y'all taking away. It's like it's to the point where we're just bowing out. Like okay, y'all got us. What y'all want us to do? And man, I really when you said that, I, I I'm thinking I hate to use the term weak, but in essence, that's that's pretty much what it is. That's what it is. Like and that goes back to what I said of the reasons why this is happening is to say, like you said, we king dangling out here. Yeah, y'all make money doing movies, y'all rap, y'all play basketball, y'all making millions of dollars. But at the end of the day, we still run this shit. Well, we don't need people to die for for them to remind me. To but remind sense, me of that. But in a sense, <laughs> I mean, to, to, for you. But in a sense, let's just say, till you get to a point where you're just making money, you kind of feel like, yo, I'm I'm above all this shit. Because niggas who, let's just say OJ, he was rich, he killed, well, we all know OJ did it, but uh, <laughs> he did what he did, and then he got money to pay, and he gets off, and it's like, well, shit, I'm above the law at this point. And it's like, no, you're not. We're going to remind you, you're mm-hmm. not above the law. It, it, it may seem, but I still think it's a greater purpose than that, because this is too much yeah. um, focus, attention, detail, too many people involved. That's a lot. You're talking about autumn events, 9-11, Sandy Hook, Dallas. Everything. It's probably if, some other ones if, we skipping over. If half over. of them are hoax, that's a lot of people that's involved. So I don't it think is, it's just to it show is. that to poke your chest out. It got to be an end game here. And it, even I think if, the if it's end the gun game laws, be, yeah, that it's the uh, that type of most of the martial law. Martial shit. law. Mm-hmm. I think it's to align the lines of that. Like, all right, we're trying to change this shit, and we want to be in total control. Okay. Y'all don't have the Second Amendment or whatever it is. To, all right. So to let's think about if they take the. The the uh, amendment number two. You're right. Mm-hmm. Number two. They take the guns away, right? Right. So then, wh- wh- where does it travel from there? Because everything evolves, right? So, right. Mm. do we eventually not we? Okay, we end up back in slavery somehow, some way. Maybe not. Um, in that general sense of yeah, maybe whipping niggas and shit like that. But, but like, yeah, in a more passive sense, like you don't have guns. Maybe we maybe they start a war or something, and then right. we don't have guns and 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 we know. just. I think it just wanted to be left up to the government. Y'all ever seen the movie V for Vendetta? Mm-mm. Go watch that when you get a chance. I think they kind of want it kind of like that. Like whereas though, it's people you're free to do whatever, but it's like, all right, we got a curfew. Everybody <laughs> goes in. If you caught out on the streets, you're going to jail. It's it's to yeah. the point where we just run everything. It's kind of like you're living your free life, but whatever we say, that's what happens. That's what goes. I think that's where it, it it be it be scary if it got to that point. It might not affect us in this room, but it might affect our kids or our kids' kids. What? That By the time sc- that shit comes, when we had the place. curfew for two days. I was like, oh yeah, the no. riot shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think I think it might be trying to build it up to that point, where though they want it kind of like that, if not to that, like they want it like that, where we just run everything. Just it's kind of like we, they want to put it in place. We're putting these rules in place to keep y'all safe, but to keep us safe. Even though it's like, nah, I'm good. Just let me do what I want to do. It's a good point. Yeah, they want to take away our, you know, our free freedom or whatever. You said the um, video looked like a mo- a movie. And I said to that, me. and I said to that, uh, you did, know, man. I, movies 
imitate life. Life, but I'm, life, right? I'm so, saying it, but and I get what you're saying by that. But I mean, when I say it look like a movie, it looks like a movie in a sense of like this looks like a scene. It doesn't look real, right? Like from the, like I know y'all watched it. He turns the camera away after he pulls it out. People are saying that's when he planted. That shit sounds like a cat gun going off to me. One. <laughs> Two, where's the flash? There's no smoke. Like that's why I say we should have went to the gun range this morning until we could have saw this shit. But it's like that, the way the blood's coming out of him. The whole this whole thing just seems like a movie scene to me. I'm Whether it's real or fake, it just to me. Like I said, these the views of me and not necessarily the views of without further. That's a fact. Do. Before y'all <laughs> snatch me up in my home. Yeah, but just to <laughs> but, me, that shit don't look. But I right. think a forward thinking movie's like The Purge. You know what I'm saying? I started to go see that today. Oh, that's out. I was it, thinking about part one. It's one out now, the purge. Christmas or something. It's Fourth of July. No, it's out. It said I voted, I purged or something. I wouldn't look that dude. Right, yeah. I might check that out. Actually, I got the fire stick. Shout outs to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about fire that. Know what uh-huh. about. It's not illegal. Don't come to my house. I think it's like, yeah, it is. But shut jail up. broken. But <laughs> jail broke. But what um, you about to say? yeah, it's like, you know, basically people get one day to go kill whoever they want. And it's kind of like a lawless society, man. And do you I'm just think scared. It would, like it do will it get, get will it that? get to that point? Yeah, will it get there? And I because I think we have, I think people of color have no hats if it came to some sort of civil war with yeah. Caucasians. You know what I mean? Mm. In the United States, you feel me? Now I seen riots. I mean, peaceful rallies in London, other countries. They had a peaceful rally. Now we get the Atlanta. whole world going. You know, we kind of outnumber it in, yeah. <laughs> but in the United States, we gonna be all in Hagerstown or something. Of that I think it'd be I don't, half of I don't want to. That's just it, no way to live, man. Like, where are you gonna get groceries from? Like, where you? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it will get to that point, but you know, if it was just like chaotic people running through right. the streets, it's just kind of craziness. But I do think the government, you know, they they are definitely in control, whether we want to believe it or not. I mean, when you think about it, man, we're talking in 2016, and you had two guys, and I always I keep using the term executed in the streets, yeah. man. Hmm. Like that, that like that could have been you. That could have been you. That could have been me. Like literally executed in the streets. Right. I mean, that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's like I can't even fathom that. And and again, man, whether it's their control or not, they had us fearful. Yep. They had us fearful. They had they a lot had of black fearful people and they got, fearful and, and riled up at the same time. Yeah, and and you know, social media plays a, a big part yeah, in that. But yep. man, it's 2016. Just senselessly murdered people in the streets. I seen something where they going. Uh, talking about putting stipulations on Facebook, um, going live, you know, because some of the things that people put on there are too brutal and all it's this and that. Graphic and shit like that. Yeah, so I'm like, and this comes after. Yeah, right, I'm like, right, this, after all right. the stuff this isn't that Facebook's right. fault. You know? Right, exactly. Why <laughs> right. the Facebook got to be under some law? Like what? Prior, prior to this happening, that wasn't an issue. Right. Because the dude literally was at the scene as it was going on. The white dude with the glasses. Which which one? The dude on? who was filming it. That film in Dallas. The oh, okay, one. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like at the scene. And like, it shouldn't be like that. This stuff shouldn't be shown and us and that. But no, nah, we need to know. And yeah. I think I think the awareness of it, of like the live whole thing, the awareness of all these things going on is a good thing. It's a great thing. But like you said, it get people riled up and... and oh, another question I want to mm-hmm. ask you. Like, okay, solutions. No one's here going to have the, the the solution, right? But like rallies, how um, successful is a rally? Like, what impact can I? Because I've seen a lot of rallies, and mm-hmm. I'm like, 
before anything happened, I'm like, oh, Lord, here comes yeah, another yeah, peaceful yeah, protest, yeah. right? And I'm like, <laughs> and, you know, you call it. It happens every time, right? And I'm like, okay, what does that do? And I know it, it raises awareness. It brings people together. Mm-hmm. But besides that, of eradicating the, the shit from happening, what? It, a, a rally. A, a rally. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> what the rallies do is even, let's go back to like Freddie Gray. You can mm-hmm. go back to Rodney King. What the rallies do, and this is my opinion, they galvanize the masses, right? Mm-hmm. You get all into it. I'm pro this, I'm pro that now. It's hashtag everything. But what happens after you leave that rally? Keep what happens home. a week from now, two weeks from now? So I think what it does is it disseminates information and it gets people, it gets people motivated to promote change, but it's never consistent enough. Not and if it's not through. right, if it's not a follow through, if, if it lacks consistency, which most of them do, right, then it's I won't say it's pointless, but it's it doesn't get it reaches full effect. Right, because the full effect of a rally is to get people together, common cause, spread this information, but then have some kind of consistency and continue that momentum. If you build momentum up for two weeks, and it ends after that, then what will really happen? Right, what really happen? Like, let's just go back to Freddie Gray, man. Mm -hmm. You had Baltimore, you know, pro-black and everything. I get it. This, that, and the third. Six months later, what happened? Well, you, I mean, go back, go back to the, go back to the avenue. Well, it was like the, the central point of the riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is still the same. I was literally driving past there yesterday. Everything is still the same. So w- what happens then? Do you have people that are going to go in those areas on a consistent basis, talk about economic empowerment, talk about, uh, you know, proper policing and all that kind of stuff? Man, that stuff died down. That stuff died down after the, after the fact. Just like when these kids are murdered in our streets. You know, what do we do as African-Americans? And I hate to say it, but I'm going to call out my people. Mm-hmm. I mean, T-shirt. T-shirt and a bandana. Man, if I die, don't give me no damn T-shirt. <laughs> Change your life. We got a T-shirt. Uh, we, we do the, the sneakers on a, on a, the light pole or whatever. Yeah. And then we do the teddy bears. Right, the balloons. And we, we're all in for 21 days. Yep. Man, before that, that month long. concludes, you don't hear it. You don't hear, you, about, you don't it hear no about it. It's the same thing. So, man, all peaceful, all protests, whether they're peaceful or not, man, it's, it's, it's good for that moment. Right. But the part of it is, man, doing it with some kind of consistency. And when you talk about the money pieces, I read more and more, man, without changing, you know, getting into these people's pockets, right? it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Talk it's about point- that. When, talk you, about when, that. when you affect their pockets, then some things are going to change. Yeah. Some things are going to change. And until you affect these people's pockets, nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how you get to that point. I don't have the answer for that, but I know that's the biggest thing because, man, this country is generated by capitalism, man. Yep. It's, it's all about... Capitalistic society. Yeah, it's all about the so money. So you think we were uh, tugging on the pockets a little bit, so you start, they start making some hoax? You conspiracy... Conspiracy Q. Conspiracy me. Um, conspiracy guy? <laughs> I don't know. I did, I, like I said, I think these past three incidents is geared towards that uh, Second Amendment. Didn't the law just go up and got shot back down it, recently, probably a month ago? Did it? It came up and it got shot back down quickly. The yeah. right to bear arms? Yeah. Like, okay, but now some, we're, we're trying like to do a it package, again. They try to package it with another law. Yeah, yeah. Now we're about to do it again. And I think they're going to keep doing it till it, it might be another drastic thing that come up where it's just like, okay, where they get people to get on board with it. Like, okay, we got to get these guns out of here. People are crazy out here. I don't feel safe just walking to 
anywhere. Just like they said, what was the thing in the movie theater when the dude uh, went in and shot up the movie theater? They said that was a fucking hoax. Oh, okay, in Colorado. Yeah, and, Colorado. and the dude came in the movie theater and mm-hmm. shot all the people. They had the, the amount of, it was something set up to where as though it was already, the amount of people that was killed was already in order for what they were saying before it even happened. So it was like, it's trying to get the guns away from people to where they can get people, enough people on board to where as though that should have passed. But I just don't get why they wanted to pass right, so bad. Right, why they so striving for it so bad. So when they catch your ass with a gun after that, <laughs> yeah. your ass is toast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we could, anybody caught with a gun get life. Because yeah. I was talking to my homegirl from uh, Dubai. She came over here. She was like, the stuff that happens here, she was like, it's not like this over there. She was like, you commit a crime over there, that's it. It's no, I guess they they just on some you out of here type shit. I don't know if they kill you that shit. That's the solution either. But that'll have a motherfucker scared. Like like you said, you get caught with a gun, you get life off top. That'll make a nigga think twice. Like, yo, I'm going to get life if I get caught with this gun? Mm. I've been to jail and like going to some people is not a deterrent. (laughs) Going for a very long time is not a deterrent. They want to kill you. They are going to kill you. Whatever it is, it is not a deterrent. Now, there's three reasons they have uh, jails. is for deterrent, rehabilitation. I forgot the other one. It's not deterrent for some <laughs> niggas. Young kids yeah. got 50 years over there. Right. Out back. Yeah, he was saying there's kids in his mm-hmm. city got adult charges and all that shit. But... And what'd you say the most of them was? The, the gun charges. Gun charges. So I'm thinking you can get grab a gun in a corner store. I mean, I mean, literally, man. Just, I mean, just think about it, man. This, this city, other cities. Like, I read something the other day, man. We are in, like, mid-July. Chicago had two thousand had has I should say two thousand shootings already. Mm-hmm. Like that's just shootings. We're not even talking about bodies. So then begin to determine the the amount of guns that are just running rampant in these cities. Right. That's a crazy thought to me. Like where are these kids getting these guns from so readily available? I'm literally believing that all jokes aside, you can buy one at the corner store. Right. And I'm gonna <laughs> go grab a joint. Like. I mean, I, I, that, that that blows my mind, man. That right. that absolutely blows my mind. Like at any given time, where I'm at, at uh, DJS, Department of Juvenile Services, man, I look around. I have twelve guys. At any given time, I might have eight or nine. Normally, it's ten guys, and all their charges are gun related. What's the age age group? Uh, I might fifteen to eighteen. Fifteen to eighteen, and then you say eight out of them got gun charges. Yeah, eight to ten normally has gun charges. Jeez. I'm not saying the link between the right to bear arms and niggas killing niggas with handguns. I guess they just figured they take the guns away, period. They put... What, we don't own no boat. And that's what he <laughs> said. That's that's what he said. Right. I, how's Smith & Wesson getting his shit over here? Right. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't see... Because niggas buy their guns illegally. Yeah, exactly. If I need a gun, like, yo, this nigga playing, I'm going to go get a gun. All right, I'm not going to call Walmart. I'm not going to go to Walmart. Right. I'm not going to go to the <laughs> gun shop. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, you know where I'm going. Right. It, yeah, it ain't going to yeah, yeah. be... Using my Second Amendment right <laughs> and signing up for it. So, so, I'm, so that's why I'm not saying so the So that, in fact, lets you know that the government is behind it. Right. Like, we don't, again, we don't have access to go overseas and just bring back a boat full of AKs. Right. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, so, niggas do have AKs. Just even niggas with, is getting shot with AKs. Right. <laughs> on a daily basis. Right. Right. Some um, of the, you know, the weapons these kids talk about are military style weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, only authorized for people that are in, in the, the military. military. Right. But they, you know, they're shooting them at 9 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. The government is behind that. The I drugs, mean, man. We don't have access to just... I was thinking about that. Like, we went through customs going to Jamaica. Like, nigga be terrified. Like, there's no way. Hot. I can't go through customs. <laughs> it's just it's like, yo, 
it's however they know they know, but it's like yo, they, I'm I'm not taking this back through there. They, My girl couldn't get an apple through customers. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, My it's a money. Couldn't be a hat. They had you know how the Jamaican dudes was making the hats out of the thing. They took her hat. It was just a hat. Like they made it. it was like you can't bring that in here. So how is the niggas getting guns, drugs, and all this other shit? The guns already there. <laughs> money, right? Money. Get a sizable cut of money. That the guns are here, but they bringing them more and more, man. That's crazy. I mean, this is crazy world. Like Jeezy said, rest in peace, Alt- Alton Sterling. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> what was the other guy name in the car? I don't remember his name. Philandro Cats. Start with a C, something like Castillo? that. Castillo. Castillo, like allegedly, and uh, the guy in Dallas. I don't know, man. They said that yeah, was a, a they sniper. Said that, was a black was a, dude. That, yeah, they said it was a sniper. First and it was like, three on, then it was one. He was black. Yeah. Speaking of uh, sniper shooters, <laughs> Kevin Durant going to uh, Golden State. That was a good transition, <laughs> by the way. Good transition. Yeah. What y'all think about that, man? You know what, man? Uh, I was arguing with a guy the other day. Matter of fact, a guy that I buy my blue ties from. Mm-hmm. The game is designed to win a championship. Right. I don't care how you slice it and dice it. The game is designed to win a championship. And that whole theory about, well, Magic didn't do it, Bird didn't do it, they yeah. stuck with the team. The game is not like that anymore. You have to win. KD has been in the league, what, nine to ten years? Mm-hmm. Right. Think about this. Who's to say uh, Westbrook wouldn't have left after this last year anyway? I think he's gone going back to L.A., Right, yeah, so true. if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm saying, well, how much faith do I have in the organization and Westbrook to stay in OKC? Right. If not, I don't, I don't have that much faith in them. I'm gone because I want to win. And why not go with the team to beat you that you have the best chance? Right now, Golden State has the best chance to win an NBA title. Now, how, you know, everybody's going to get all them shots up, that's a different story, but Steve Kerr will handle that, man. It's, <laughs> to me, this is my opinion. It's Shout foolish for people man. to think that I want to keep playing and losing. OKC was <laughs> never going to come out the West as long as Golden State is that sharp. And I know they were up 3-1. They're never going to come out of the West. And I'm sure Durant is smart enough to know he would never come out of the Western Conference with Westbrook as his point guard. West, uh, Westbrook is a two-guard that just happens to be labeled as a point guard. At the end of the game, nine minutes or so, and I know my man Walter's looking like, oh, full tie's tripping. At the end, at the end of the, every game that they lost to me, I can go back and I can, now I say end of every game, I'm talking maybe eight minutes or less, I can probably go to five or six plays that I'm looking, I'm, what, what was Russell Bone doing? Bonehead, yeah. What, what was he doing? I mean, I would take an average point guard as opposed to Westbrook. And I know he's a beast. And I'm talking just late game scenarios. Throughout the course of the season, my man is a beast. Can average a triple-double, can win MVP. But at the end of the game, his decision-making is so flawed, it's crazy. I mean, they were literally down three or four points like the last game, the, the, the closing game. And up some games, too. And he is like one on four. Mm. And I'm just like, and then he was looking for a foul. I'm like, dude, you one on four. So I, I don't know. I think KD made it. I think he took the right the right route, great. man. I, I sort of disagree. I mean, I'm torn with his decision because he's not – he didn't do it for the money. That's obvious because he left money yeah. on the table. So I, I would assume he did it to win. Now, from a fan's perspective, the game is designed to be entertaining. And when it's Oak Hill Academy versus everybody else, that's not entertaining because you know they're going to beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> I don't I don't find – those games are not fun. Like when New England is playing – if New England just played Jacksonville Jaguars every game, that shit would not be fun to me. 
So I'm just... I got more examples, but like, you know the high school teams are just right, smashing right, right, right. It's just like, like Woodlawn. Are you serious? Woodlawn versus Milford. Woodlawn, that was still a competitive game because of the um, proximity, and also they weren't that much better at that time. Actually, Milford's way better than Woodlawn now. Probably now. Now, but... back in the day. I don't... It's just not... Fu- he, he probably did it up his chance to win, but also I disagree with he was never won a championship with Westbrook. Now, God, no. God, Now, no. Westbrook is one of the top five players in the NBA. Top ten. Top seven at the very worst, okay? His decision-making, now that's up to the coaching staff. Oh, it's five minutes. It's about time for Westbrook to come out. <laughs> that's a, I mean, so, you, so, here's so he's a, he becomes a liability at so that time. Here, yeah. Here's my question to you. Could you have a superstar that, and he's a certified superstar, with five minutes left in the game, you should have to take him out? That's the decision you had to make as a coach. And based on, you know, you know, what's the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior, right? Based on his past behavior, five minutes, take less three <laughs> points, I, I give don't or wanna, take. I don't want needs, him as a superstar. He then. needs to come out. I need my big guns in late. If I have to take him out, mm. Kevin Durant, he could have done it, man. Just maybe a piece here and there. Uh, injury from Golden State or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I, I just. But I, I, you know what? And this is just my thinking with my heart, not my mind. I still think Cleveland will beat them. You still think Cleveland's gonna beat them? Golden State. Yeah. I, don't know. I Le- still think Cleveland beat them. Le- they, LeBron surprised me, and I think yeah. once he got mad, that rig yeah. shit. I wasn't going for that. <laughs> I, I think when, when Draymond went over the line and, and disrespected them or whatever he called them. I think that set LeBron that set LeBron off. Right. If LeBron plays mad for 82 games, then maybe. He's he's so close. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just go. So ahead. close to being MJ? Let me preface my statement by saying this. <laughs> Mike is the greatest ever to do it in my lifetime. But if LeBron plays with that level of aggression and anger, he's so close to Mike. Like I argue with dudes all the time, and I throw this question out there to y'all. Is LeBron better than Magic and Larry Bird? LeBron is probably the number two <laughs> or three player that ever played this game. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, like, dudes are arguing with me, like, he's Magic is better. I'm like, dude. Magic LeBron, is the most versatile player to ever play. Like, LeBron. I hear that. I hear that a lot. Like, LeBron is Magic on steroids. Like, mm. it's, I mean, I just, like, did you see that block at the end of the game? Like, Magic couldn't have done that. And don't get me wrong, Magic was great, but LeBron is the second greatest, this is my opinion, second greatest ever. And to me, it's easy. Yeah. Like, Larry Bird. Dude, yeah. what? A shooter. <laughs> and Larry was great. Yeah, he Larry was great. But, like, come on, we haven't, my lifetime, I haven't seen anything close to LeBron. Mm, and that includes Curry, Durant. Curry's Curry good. Curry just but can shoot from any goddamn way. He only got to be in the ring. The same as good with a ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, I think KD made the right choice, though, man. I think he should have. A lot of people were upset. Like, if you scroll through social media, I guess it's come from the aspect of what you said, like, looking at it as a fan. Like, come on, yo, that's not even fair. Like, I was talking to my homeboy. He said that. It's like, yo, y'all cheating now. He said, he was like, remember playing NBA Live and you make your team right, and you right. put all the players up at 99? He said, it's like, yo, they just made their team go to 99. It's like, yo, y'all cheating, and yo. they'll still lose. You said they'll still lose? Yeah. He's a clear, shout out to my man know. Donald, yo, because he's a LeBron fan, too. So, he, But he was like, yo, I don't think they're going to do it, yo. Like if if, if Dwayne Wade would have went to the Cleveland and he went to what the he Bulls, went to Chicago, Bulls, but if he would have went there, I would have said ah, right, y'all motherfuckers and fucked up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Golden State old. that series, the championship series, turned around when uh when Bogut went out. 
Right, when he got injured. When Bogut went out. So if you don't have a big... And they traded Bogut. I, I think Cleveland could make another good run for it. They'll probably play again. But I don't, I don't think Cleveland could beat them. Because on any given night, man, anybody not starting five would just take over. But you see what happened. Once Clay went off, Steph was already off the whole series. Yeah, Steph was off. It's over. I guess now he's like, well, we got Durant now, too. He got to be off, too. He's known to choke. Their odds are... And they got, three of the best sh- they got three best shooters in the world. So I don't think you're going to have a night with all three of them off. It's highly unlikely. But they need a big. They need a big. You can well, get Kevin a- Durant is like seven feet tall. She's three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can get a big and, and, and make it work. Oh, hey. No, I mean I'm rolling with Golden State. I don't State. watch basketball till at the All Star break anyway. I mean I'm new to, uh, to be honest, I'm new to watching sports. It was never really. I'm just, it was just, I'm just waiting on the Ravens. <laughs> Your Ravens now fan? the Ravens had all them niggas. <laughs> Your we Ravens had Elshon Jeffrey yeah, and sorry fan. to hear that. Every wide receiver. Yeah, he said sorry to hear. I'm gonna get to you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I'll be like, Yo, we trying to be, we trying to win. That's all. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that'll be my argument. Y'all got what's, go what's your seven. team? What's Philly. Your, it's only the, one the Oregon, team. The Oregon Ducks? Philly Eagles. <laughs> nah, it's in Philly. That's Philly. Because you live in Philly for two years. Now you're no, Philly. no, no. When, when I grew up, man, we, we didn't have the Ravens. And, and like on Fox 45, the local station, they always had Philly on. Yeah, Randall yeah. Cunningham. And I just always gravitated that towards them. The so now that we had the Ravens, you need to gravitate, now, Jeff. I'm loyal. I can't switch. I'm loyal. And, and that's oh, the thing about man. Ravens fans that... I always trip about, oh, man, we, how you going to not you know, go for the Ravens, man? You grew up in Baltimore. What was your team? Oh, the Cowboys, the 49ers. Colts. The Colts. And, and then what, what the happened? Colts and then the what Cleveland happened? Browns? So the Ravens came, so you, you're not loyal to your team, and you jump just because they're the hometown? No. Loyal to the hometown, man. It ain't about where you're from. It's about where you're no, at. I'm, <laughs> I'm loyal to Philly. The Ravens are good for 7-9 and nine this year, 8-8 eight and eight at best. Mm. I, I, I would bet – Push-ups or something. <laughs> that, that the Ravens will have a better record than Philly. No. Their quarterback is uh, Sam Bradford? Sam Bradford. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. <laughs> so, and Jared man, look, Goff. And you know is that your quarterback? Jared Goff. You know what Ravens fans do? Carson Wentz. They, they, they become the, the Ravens fans are the greatest historians in, in sports. <laughs> well, in 2012, we beat. No, that's Steelers. <laughs> we had six rings eight years ago. No. Well, we beat the Giants, and it's just like, man, living, living, you're only good at the greatest historians. They are. Ravens fans are the greatest historians. And then it'll be, and I know it, man. I see it coming. Training camp is coming. I, I see it. Well, you know, the reason why we are two and five already is because Flacco, he wasn't a hundred percent. Steve Smith, <laughs> everybody you know, team. Four seven. It's like, come on, man. And then oh when they you know they were, when they were awful last year, man, I got every game that they lost, I would get literally twenty texts. Well, man, don't call me, don't say anything. And we was just off right now, but we did win the Super Bowl in twenty twelve. <laughs> like, what? When was the last time Philly won a Super Bowl? We never, never. Oh, NFL, oh yeah, uh, kind of uh, like Durant. Uh, <laughs> so come over to Ravens, man. <laughs> NFL championships in 48, 49, and sixty. I know that was crazy, but I had to just you know throw that in there. <laughs> That's my only rebuttal, and I know that was a weak one. What, what I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you said you're loyal, so you got to loyal, re- man. Got to roll with your team. Man. We'll be ten and six. I doubt that. Wild card, would, and then would Carson Wentz, and then run the table. Wow, and then there's a wild card. Who's your running back? Ryan Matthews? Yeah. Does he have any legs? Him for and Derrick Rose go to the same... Not for eight games. <laughs> he, he's good for eight Rose games. Same, uh, <laughs> Matthews they go to the same sauna. <laughs> <laughs> the same... Uh, what's the shit called? Same therapy and shit. <laughs> yeah. We good for eight... I mean, uh, he's good for eight games. Oh, shit, I think Ravens going 11 and five. 
Yeah. You got eight tight ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I mean, good. I mean, well, you say you loyal. Hey, you loyal, he's loyal. Y'all got to rule with y'all I mean, teams. I do think it's a good organization. I actually think Philly's a decent organization, too. But I think Ravens is a class A organization. So now we'll say acqu- that, man. Acquiring yeah. players, getting rid of any bullshit. They mm-hmm. don't play that. You out of there. Right. So, fuck Yeah, they were the best organizations in the league, if not the best as far as drafting talent. Hey, Except for Matt Elam. You know, Ray, every, they draft quality guys. Jonathan Ogman, I mean, Hall of Famers, first ballot Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Matt Burke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Flacco, I mean, as goofy as he is doing some games, he was, was a good pickup. I think he was a 15th pick. It was, I think it was a good pickup. He's a championship quarterback, but that Carson Wentz guy. <laughs> Tell you, 10 and hey, 6, man. All right, with a rookie at the quarterback or a guy that six. has no division. legs. <laughs> okay. That doesn't sound too good in football. Yo. Thing with no legs. Need everybody, this is what I want y'all to do. If you get pulled <laughs> over, oh yeah, back to put that. your license and registration outside of the window and roll your window up. Not all the way up, <laughs> but just with a little crack enough to speak. <laughs> that might be enough just to agitate the niggas. Like, what you Yo, somebody need to make on? an invention where you could have your shit like on a hologram type of thing. Or something or like a <laughs> I get one of them. Uh, um, what's that thing? Oh, the uh, and stick it out the window. <laughs> selfie stick. Put up the selfie yeah. stick with your license and shit on there. Man, I saw one comedian this week. He said, uh, "He said, man, if you get pulled over, call nine one one. Say, what's your emergency? <laughs> I just got pulled over. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I might really do that, especially if I have my kids with you. I might call and just say, hey, I just I need." They got that wall of silence though, because uh, y'all see the girl, the, ch- the the lady on Facebook who got fired for speaking out against it. Cause they she supposed, got fired. Yeah, they supposed to have that that code of whistleblower. Yeah, that code of honor where they they can't really speak out, and that's why every time you see a cop say something, they say, "Well, they try to kind of try to justify it in a little bit, like, well, I can say," and they give you some bullshit type of answer because they supposed to have this. You know, wall. What's the wall? A blue wall or something? We know like what you mean. Yeah, 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 I can't think. of it. Somebody comment mm-hmm. and say what the name is. But uh, speaking of that, that episode is brought to you by Jail Mail for the niggas who actually make it to get locked up and go to jail. Um, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jail Mail, the number one leading app that keeps you in contact with your loved ones, uh, close families, and you know the, the thing. And this episode is down, yo download on Google Play and iTunes, number one app. But this episode is also brought to you by Ugly Boys and Girls, girls Clothing. Clothing. You can follow that page. You like it or something? And, um, yeah, but um, this shit is crazy, man. So exactly, what do you do? Bring it back to you. Let's bring it back around. So you do the the, the you mentor the kids at the jail or a therapist provide therapeutic services. Meet with them once a week. You know, see how everything's going. Check ins. You know, any issues or concerns. You know, deal with um. Therapeutic issues like you know ADHD if somebody's bipolar oh, okay. things of that nature. So so you diagnose them pretty much, or is it like smart guy? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like I mean, it's a lot of that. I mean, to be honest with you, down there, um, a lot of it is you doing a lot of crisis work. And I say crisis work, kids getting in fights. Um, a lot of the youth is their first time being detained, so mm-hmm. you kind of deal with the the issues and the, and the stresses with that. They may not be able to contact you know baby family, mothers, mom, yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. Unsure about what's going on in the court, so a lot of it is just like crisis work. Okay. Um, but it's it's it's, it's definitely rewarding. It's it's heartbreaking, but it's rewarding. It's, now, it's definitely it's rewarding because do you see a change in them, or is it rewarding just to knowing that you're trying to help out? Both. Uh, and it's the rewarding piece is more of knowing that you're trying to help out because you really don't see the change right there. But I know, again, going back to what I said when we first started, I just plant the seeds, and, right. and you know, 
knowing that they're going to grow at some point. Right. Yeah. That, that's the good thing. Now, there's some kids that you will definitely, they leave the facility, I always give them, you know, my cell phone number, try to help them out with jobs. So um, that's one of the things I actually want to do is make sure every adult or kid, juvenile has been charged with adult crime once he leaves the facility is to make sure he has access to a shirt and a tie, a shirt and a bow tie, you know, mm-hmm. and a job interview within 30 days. So I'm going to try to reach out to some local businesses just to make sure these kids, you know, get job opportunities. Because yeah, a lot of them right. want jobs. And my thing is I always tell them, if I get you a job interview and you blow it, it's on you. Right. But I've, I've done my part to, to try to help you because a lot of them, you know, Mr. Mills, look, if I can't make any money, I'm going to go back to what I know. And right. oftentimes they're going to revert back to what's comfortable, mm-hmm. hustling or, you know, some kind of illegal activities, robbing people. Right. So yeah, I was about to say, so the ones with the gun charges, getting them jobs, is that like a difficult thing? Cause what? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you know what? Elephant heavy money? <laughs> you, you that's know what, what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? It, it can be, but I, again, I, I just find it very hard that in a society that we live in, in a place like Baltimore, mm-hmm. where, I mean, I hate to say it, the average guy has some kind of, you know, he has a, a less than stellar record. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you won't give these kids a second chance? Like mm-hmm. I, I find that hard to believe. It's like so, I, I do want to partner with some local businesses, um, just to try to make it happen. Right, right. Any local businesses out there? Make sure y'all contact. Without further ado, make sure to link y'all up. Yes, and, and please. Then we'll, we'll put y'all please, in contact with Rashad. Make sure please. y'all come through us first, and then we'll. I charge you a small fee. No, I'm joking, <laughs> joking. No <laughs> fee, no fee at all. Man, I'm, I'm, I would definitely encourage anybody that's listening that has a, um, a business. Um, it doesn't matter what type of business it is. I mean, it could be fast food, it could be construction, I mean, working at a, a car shop, I don't know. Right. But just to give these kids an opportunity, mm. because a lot of kids, man, they're they looking for hope. And they're looking for people to really invest in them, not just kind of, you know, talk the good talk. And then, like we talked about before, it died down, the momentum dies down after, you know, right. a week or two, but to really invest in them. How many kids you meet and you uh, counsel that end up on that Murder, Inc. page? It's it's a lot. Uh and what, what, I mean, how does that feel? Like, I ain't gonna say it's like my grandmother, but like, you know, you see him on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then next Thursday. You know what? That's that's the the worst part of the job because at one point, and I've been doing this about two and a half years, I stopped watching the news, right? Because I know at some point I'm gonna see some of the kids mm-hmm. that I work with. Like, talked to the news the other day, and like one of my kids that I just worked with this year, he's on a run. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, um, it's it's disheartening. It's disheartening, but again, it goes back to once these kids are released back in, in these communities, if they don't have people that's really invested in them, right? That's that's the reality. Most of them are going to be, you know, detained again, maybe within thirty to forty-five days, and some of them won't make it six months. I some think, of them won't make it three months after they released. I think that's the question we were trying to get at earlier. Like as far as a change, a change, like reducing the recidivism, making people feel like, you know what, this shit ain't worth it. Yeah. You know, like a rally ain't doing it. It start with the children, right? Because mm-hmm. shit already next... fucked up now. Yeah, so you know what I mean? But all right, for them, coming up, right? For yeah, them, yeah, uh-huh. like, what can we say or do or to make them? You know what I mean? I, and you know what? I've seen more fathers being in children in kids' lives now. So I don't know if Man, that's it. It has to be. You know that old adage, and I used to think it was corny. It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, yeah. Man, it takes a total community effort to to help out kids, man. Because, I mean, a lot of the kids that I work with, these kids are, are low academically. Right. So somebody dropped the ball in the school piece, right. right? When they go back home, there's a lot of people that are considered adults and mentors that's dropping the ball that's allowing these kids to do some mm-hmm. of the things. Man, it's, it's like a total team effort. Right. It has to be a total team effort. And to be honest with you, man, a lot of people are not really invested in these kids from 
the a, a totality perspective until again somebody. Till it's too late. Till it's too late. Right. Till they are on murder ink. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, it takes a, a total effort, man. And I, I honestly believe every day that if I, I can help one kid, if I can save one kid, right. Cause you're not gonna you're not gonna get you're them. Some get of them, them don't want to yeah, change. Yeah, they're they not in that. Like you say, it's like that's all they, that's their comfort zone. Yeah, like, this is all I know, mm-hmm. and that's all they want to know. I'm getting these cars. I'm getting this money. I'm fucking these bitches. I'm doing. I'm fresh. I got the new Jordans. Yeah. I, got, I don't want to sound redundant either, but that's what people was glorifying. Then that might be part of the problem too. Oh, man. once I learned that that sh- we say this every yeah, almost yeah, every yeah. other week. Yeah. Powers that be part two. Yeah. Once we sit, once we learn that that shit doesn't matter, it was like, fuck, I wasted all this time doing that. I could have been being a lame. Exactly. (laughs) I just told my brother earlier, like, yo. That shit don't matter. I told him, yo, you think it's cool, but once you get my age, you see that the lames are the ones that's really getting it. Yep. Quote unquote lames, Mm -hmm. right? The dudes that went to school, I'm like, I wish I'd have just finished school early. You feel me? I'd finished school. Oh, like right. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Man. But it's like Thank just you. go to school, get a job, and just do it the slow way, opposed to being cool and doing, doing it. The shit doesn't matter. I try life. to tell him, but he he got all the answers. But again, we set it off. Here. How many people <laughs> are like you that want to consistently do that? Like consistently. For him is also not too late, but right. It, it's a different way. Like some kids don't have that. Like a lot of their environments are actually like the real triggers for their behavior. Man, if I go mm. back home and I'm smoking weed with my mother, with my father, which a lot of these kids, yeah, you know? Right. I mean, it's just like, it, it takes a total, total effort, man. This past week, and I kid you not, this past week, I've had sessions with at least three boys. You know what they told me? What's that? Mr. Mills, in my, in my environment, in my immediate environment, when I get out of here, it's kill or be killed. Mm. And I'm like, Damn. It's just like that. That's a that's a, a hard reality, but it's a reality for so many of our kids, yeah. man. If they don't have people like yourself, me, or you, constantly saying, "Hey, this, you got to do this or do this," and try to help them, yeah. and it just can't be one person, mm-hmm. right? You, you're not gonna get some of these kids with just one person. You see me once a week, and I'm trying to offer you know all this good stuff, encouraging, trying to help mm-hmm. you find a job. When you out of my presence, you going back to what you know, the right. block, robbing, gangs, and and you know so forth and so on. But it, it takes a total effort, man. And that's what I was saying about, like, on the last episode, if, let's just say you or, you know, I'm not counting your pockets, but just for you to be like, hey, I'm telling you, you can do it this way. And they look at you like, man, you ain't even fresh, man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the new Jones, you feel me? And just start talking. Mm-hmm. And be like yeah, that. It's like they're not trying to hear what you're trying to say because they want to, they want, the, everybody wants to be flashy. They want that, you know, to be the spotlight, to be the slick nigga or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So. I think that's a thing, like he was saying, what we used to always say is like, for marketing, it's like, when they set, I don't even, they don't have commercials for shoes. So when, when did the Jordan become they the cool shoe? for shoes. When's the last time you seen the Jordan commercial? I seen Nike commercials. When's the last time you seen the Nike commercial? That's, that's the Nike question, commercials man. are more subtle, though. They used They're to like have a person Jordan running back in the day with white fucking person jumping bugs, out of a pool. doing the Bugs Bunnies and all mm, that came out back Lee. in the day. But right. the kids today don't see those commercials. They don't even see Jordan play. So how do they even know that the Jordan is the slick shoe to wear? Well, first, the f- number one, the first thing when they tell you marketing is no target, you know, your target audience. First, yeah. find out who your target audience is. Your target audience ain't watching TV. They on Instagram. True. So do you see commercial yeah, I on Instagram? Do, I do, yeah. Right. Definitely see ads and on the, Instagram. And the music, you know, it's just a thousand yeah. verses in, right. in rap yeah, right yeah, now about, yeah, you know, Jay's. Right, and you know, they don't get paid. That's how they get paid. They marketing engines. Right. You know what I'm saying? We said that too before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't spend my money on TV because that, <laughs> they, first of all, costs a lot <laughs> if everybody's but looking Nobody's here. even, right, nobody's even watching TV like that. They got on demand. They got fucking... Uh, 
YouTube, YouTube. There's so many other places to watch whatever you want to watch. So yeah, you're consuming it differently now. Oh. Man, question for y'all real fast. Are oh, shit. Hold up, man. We, we asked the question <laughs> up ahead. Man, nah, like, go ahead. Are y'all hopeful for the future for young African-American males? And the reason why I asked that question is I, I listen to very little rap, but today I was jogging and I I, I was listening to an OJ song, and Jay said, I'm afraid for the future. Y'all respect the ones who got shot, but I, I respect, respect the shooter. shooter. I just told that to somebody the other day. And I, and I said, am I really hopeful or afraid of, of the future? So I'm going to throw that out to y'all. I'm going to say, because I have a son too, I'm a little hopeful, but I'm afraid because me being a conspiracy theorist, I, <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not really, conspiracy but... Conspiracy Yeah, yeah, right, right. I'm not really, but I am in a sense, so it's kind of like I'm afraid because I don't think whatever's in place right now is going to affect us in this room. I think it's going to affect sure? our kids mm-hmm. and our kids' kids. Like, yo, what's about to happen? I don't know. And that's the thing that I keep thinking about when I keep saying I'm watching that video. It's like, what is the why behind this? Are they trying to get it back to slavery? We're at a point where damn near Donald Trump might be the president. And everybody knows who the type of asshole this guy is. So it's like, yo, this shit is to a point where it's like, it might be getting out of hand. So I'm like, I'm kind of afraid. It's like, damn, yo, it's I'm afraid for myself. Like, we was just saying, like, just to even drive and get pulled over. And like he said, my shit's straight. I'm a working dude. I'm a regular, regular, regular dude. Like, I'm not even doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So to get pulled over and have me be afraid, just imagine what is about to become. So for niggas, kids and shit like that, yo, this shit is getting crazy out here for me. So I'm afraid. And hopeful. I'm trying to be hopeful, but I'm more afraid than hopeful. What's your answer? You got two sons. <laughs> For me, is is I know what great kids I have, right? Right. So, and I'm sure everybody thinks this way, or most people. But that makes me feel good. However, I am not optimistic at all. I mean, and it's just like the same as if you you start a new business and you invest a whole bunch of money into it, yeah. or you start building your car and you do a whole bunch of stuff and then it just breaks down and your business fails. It's like, I invest all this time sending my son to private school, keeping away from drugs, doing this and that. And then he can literally get pulled over for a stop site, stop a, a, a brake light, and that'll be his last day here. That doesn't, I like to get money off my investments. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? And, and not the you yeah, know, I what you're saying. make my child into an investment, but it doesn't make me feel good about moving forward because I can, right. no matter what you do, mm-hmm. you, you still don't have out. full control and we still don't know the why. Because yeah. if you knew the why, then maybe we could either try to fight it. back or mm. have a, a, a plan. Right. I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> shout out to y'all, the little guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, niggas could just move out the country, man. Right? It's like, yo. Just so away. foreign though. When you like when we was o- over there, yeah. it's like if I lived here, where do I start? Right. Like who do I talk to? Because <laughs> I need to feed myself right. like today. Like right. I'm starting today, today. Like right. I'm gonna have to eat at a resort. Like this ends in like a day or two. <laughs> so right. we gotta. Yeah. So it's like it's so foreign. It's like this is all we know, and this ain't that good. Like this right. supposed to be the best country in the world, the most right. free. Exactly. Supposedly. Allegedly. Yeah, so. so then for you, for your question to us, what do you think? Because you got kids too, so. Yeah, I have 27-year-old girls, man. I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm also very realistic. Right. Um, the optimism becomes, you know, and just finding that one kid that I can help and change his life around. So mm-hmm. I'm saying, what if it's a, a, a million Rashad Mills on the same level to trying to help these kids? That's potentially a million people that we can help right. but the, hmm. the the realism comes into play man when i talk to these kids and not even these kids i just 
just look at society as a whole, man, there's some some craziness going out there. Again, yeah. like two people were murdered on TV, basically. <laughs> and it was like, and Donald Trump potentially is our next president. president. It's like he his 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 level of fame was like from the words, "You're fired," right? And he's gonna be our president, right? Like trying to build walls, the most and powerful shit. man like in the this. free world. Like, wow, Donald Trump. That says a whole lot, man. And just and again, just watching the news here in Baltimore, that the reality is, man, we, we got a lot, a lot of work to do, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of work to do. And, and some things are getting progressively worse. Right. Mm. Some things are progressively, progressively worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. Progressively worse, man. Kids running around with AKs. I mean, nine mm-hmm. o'clock. I mean, I was coming up, I was in Woodlawn. Like, if you heard of a murder, it was like, all right. You know, yeah, you know, a dude might dress in all black and wait till nine twenty nine. You know, now these kids eight o'clock Broad in the morning, daylight, the bus right. stop. Yep. I'm gonna run down on you. Yep. It's like wow, and then, <laughs> man, and I'm gonna say this real fast. We talking before we came in the air. A lot of these kids, that's their reality. Mm-hmm. Like their reality is drastically different from us. You know, wake up, go to work, take care of your family. Mm-hmm. That that's normal to them. Right. They tell me all the time, Mr. Mills, I keep a gun on me. You know, normal people don't do that. And they say, Mr. Mills, well, it's normal in my neighborhood. And I meet them where they're at, and I understand, like, you know what, you're right. In your <laughs> world, that's normal. So a lot has to change when that's that's the norm. Right? And just like, yeah. that's that's their norm. Like, yeah. in problem-solving skills, I watch them every day. Right. Man, you in my seat. Kids are here to kid. Like, you never thought about asking them? No, he was in my seat. Like, you didn't think about asking them to move out your seat? <laughs> right. I mean, our kids... I mean, this is all tight. Yo, you're in my seat. Yeah. I'm like, God, dang. I don't man. know. I would have got a up. lot, man. So I'm... <laughs> I said all I had to say. I'm very optimistic, but I'm also realistic, man. Right. Well, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um... Yeah, we've been here for man, a while. I really appreciate... Right, I appreciate um, you coming through. I appreciate you time coming through, man. And, uh... Give them your, uh, you know, where they can reach you at, you know. Because you uh, say you give us some words of encouragement, man. You say you're a motivational speaker, man. What you got for man, us, man? I always tell people the ba- three basic things, man. Living spirituality, know it's something bigger and greater than you. Mm-hmm. Um, find your purpose in life. Because once you find your purpose in life, you're not wandering around. Like, right. literally, man. Yeah. yeah. Man, I literally spent 36 years of my life finding my purpose. So now that I have it, um, it leads me to my last point is passion. If you're going to do it, do it like it's your last day. So um, that's living spirituality, purpose, and passion, man. That's okay. that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Rashad Bowtie Mills. Um, what else? There's so many. You got Twitter or something. Uh, Rashad Bowtie Mills on Twitter. Uh, Periscope, Snapchat. Rashad Bowtie Mills. If you're looking for a motivational speaker, please contact me. We can make it happen. Contact them. Um, if you're a local business and you, I can partner up with you in any form of fashion to help, you know, the young kids. Um, just not even the juvenile justice center, but young kids in general looking for jobs, um, especially those that have criminal background um, issues. Definitely partner up with me so we can make it happen. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, um, follow the page without further ado. Four one zero. Um, follow me. Born in nineteen eighty three. Um, shout out to J and K Property Management, and uh, yeah, for all your what what's the needs. JNK property. Y'all hiring <laughs> y'all hiring kids with uh, uh not at the moment. <laughs> oh, oh well, well, you let me down. Yeah, you let me down. Cut it, cut it, Casey. <laughs> <laughs>